There's been an important ruling in federal court that's big for owners of rental property. And this one is all about mandatory government inspections of rental houses. If you're a prospective owner of rental property, pay close attention. I'm Brian Ellis. This is episode 152. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the podcast of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you. If you're a rental property owner with property located in a jurisdiction that has mandatory rental property inspections, particularly in the jurisdictions that force the inspection and demand that you pay for it too, you know how much of a problem those inspections can be with very substantial, very detailed, and sometimes very arbitrary standards which can cost property owners thousands of dollars even for very well-maintained properties. Some locales even include criminal penalties for landlords who fail to comply with the inspection requirement. That's right, criminal penalties. It's a big deal. But there's a problem. A problem for jurisdictions that do this sort of thing. You see, there's this little thing called the Fourth Amendment to the United States Constitution. That's the one that guarantees the rights of citizens against unreasonable searches and seizure of their persons, their papers, their effects, and yes, their houses, without probable cause as evidenced by a warrant. Now, I realize that some of the more bleeding heart types out there will immediately think it's a good idea for the government to be able to force their way into a home without being asked or welcomed and to inspect that property for whatever purpose deemed suitable by the government. But I, my friends, am not a bleeding heart. I think, and the law agrees with me, that you have rights as a property owner, and when a government forces its way into your property, particularly under the threat of criminal prosecution and under the demand that you pay for the forced inspection, well then your rights against unreasonable search and seizure have been trampled, whether you're a landlord or a tenant. Thankfully, a federal court judge in the Southern District of Ohio recently came to the same conclusion. The case was called Baker v. City of Portsmouth, which was handled by the 185 Center for Constitutional Law on behalf of four rental property owners and one tenant. The bottom line of this case is that surprisingly, but happily, the court did its primary job to protect citizens, in this case individual investors like you and me, from unreasonable government encroachment. Ah, yes, you think this is a genuine public safety issue, don't you? Folks, it's not. Here's the deal. The honest observer will see that these forced inspections have two purposes. First, to generate revenue for the government, both directly by charging inspection fees and indirectly by driving spending for repairs, which is then subject to local sales tax. And secondly, to directly and substantially influence the type of people who live in an area. Yes, that's right. It's incredibly easy to see where an inspector can harshly apply an arbitrary standard while inspecting the property of a, quote, undesirable resident, thus effectively forcing that person to reconsider whether to live or own property in the area. Surely the government wouldn't do that to you, an honest, decent individual investor, would they? Well, now they definitely won't in the city of Portsmouth in Ohio anymore, and frankly, it's reasonable to see how this legal rationale could spread to other parts of the country as well. There's just not a lot of gray area in this. It was so cut and dry, in fact, that the judge in this case not only ended the unreasonable searches being performed by the city of Portsmouth, but he also allowed a related lawsuit to continue in which landlords are suing the city for reimbursement of the inspection fees they've been forced to pay over the years. Fees which were, as you'll recall, enforced under the threat of criminal prosecution. 
But folks, don't get too excited about this just yet if you live in an area with forced inspections or other encroachments against property owners. The reality is that this case has absolutely no bearing on anyone other than the parties to the case. Only if it reached the appellate court level with the same result would this ruling apply to the entire Sixth Circuit, and the only way to make it national would be for it to go to the U.S. Supreme Court and be fully upheld. Folks, this is why one of the standards I look at when choosing a local market for buy and hold real estate is the regulatory environment. Look, none of us like to think about statutes, regulations, or law enforcement, but you've got to consider it. Look at it like this. What if you had the choice to invest in two basically similar properties, similar cost, similar yield, similar expectations, but one of them was located in a place like Portsmouth, where the local government is overtly overbearing and uses law as a weapon against its citizens, and the other was located in a place that's a lot more friendly to business and friendly to investors like you. Well, it's obvious. You'd choose to go where the environment is much more friendly. You'd go with other options. That's why a key component is the regulatory environment. The fundamental question is this. Does the locale you're considering view investors and business people like you as allies or as adversaries? Interestingly, Thumbtack, which is a cool service for connecting consumers with specific service providers in their areas, they provide an annual survey that ranks relative friendliness of states and cities to small businesses. The results? The least friendly states are California, Illinois, Connecticut, and Rhode Island, followed closely by New York, Massachusetts, and Pennsylvania. So I have a question for you. When you perform due diligence on a property, do you include an analysis of the regulatory environment of the target market? If so, what factors do you consider? Well, this is episode 152 of Self-Directed Investor Radio, and I'd love to hear your comments. So go over to sdiradio.com slash 152 to share your comments and your thoughts about this. If you do anything to analyze the regulatory environment, go to sdiradio.com slash 152 to share your thoughts and your strategies with us. We'd love to hear from you. My friends, invest wisely today and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 